Welcome to Living in Victory with Pastor Sonny Argonzoni, your weekly podcast. Today we begin a series that will challenge you to grow in your faith and keep you walking in victory. Here is today's message from the Argonzoni Archives. To the book of James. Let's open up to the book of James and... We're going to be considering this morning the section that is found in the book of James, chapter 1, verses 19 to 27. And this is the area that speaks about being a doer of the word. Being a doer of the word, not only a hearer of the word, but also doing God's word. But before we get into that section, I would like to read the previous verses that are recorded here in verse 16 to 18 of James chapter 1. Now, the last time we dealt with James, we spoke about trials and temptation. First, we find James is speaking and saying about count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptation, knowing that the trying of your faith worketh patience. So he talks about the trials that come our way, that we could count it all joy when we realize that when we receive trials or when we go through suffering or when we go through a testing period, is so that our faith could be strengthened. God will not permit us to go through anything that he feels that we cannot handle. So if anything comes our way, it's because God has all the confidence in us that we're able to handle it. So James brings out in chapter 1, he says, count it all joy. You can count it all joy when you're going through these diverse uh, temptations, when you're going through these diverse trials, knowing that the trying of your faith worketh patience. So there's a growing process that begins to take place when you're able to be an overcomer, when you're able to go through the trials and you're able to go through the testing periods. But then also he goes on and then he begins to talk about temptation. Temptation that comes from the outside, temptation that comes to, to destroy our faith, temptation that comes to us so that we could fall and then he brings out and he says, listen, let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. In verse 13 he says, because God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. So he brings out that when temptation comes our way, temptation to do evil comes our way, it is not God that is bringing forth the temptation. But we're drawn away by our own lust. See, there's the lust. There's that, there's that nature, that human nature inside of us that wants to do evil, that wants to do bad. So it's not really God that's bringing it our way, but it's our body. This is the body of sin that has craving for things that are not pleasing in the sight of God. And then also... It's the enemy, it's the devil himself who wants to trip us up and bring things our way so that we could fall and not serve God. So James says, listen, it is not God that is bringing it. 
but it is the enemy that is bringing to the temptation so that you will be able to fall. And then it says in verse 15, Then when lust has conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. In other words, it is not a sin to be tempted. Sometimes when you're going through temptation, you feel, oh, if, I, if these horrible thoughts are coming into my mind, then it must be that I'm not saved. Well, it's not necessarily so. Even though you're saved, even though you're serving God, the enemy is going to invade many times our minds with uh, evil thoughts. And these evil thoughts may come into your minds and these desires may come and, and grip you, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you have sinned. You sin when you fall under the temptation. So over here James is bringing out that Every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. And then he goes on and he says, And when lust has conceived, it bringeth forth sin. When it's conceived, when you have acted, when you have yielded to the temptation, then you have sin. And then the, then the, the consequences of sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. There's a spiritual death that takes place. So now James continues on in verse 16 and he says, Do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of light, with whom there is no variable, variableness, neither shadow of turning. Now James begins to bring out God. And he says, God does not bring evil upon you. But it is the contrary. What God gives us, every good gift, everything that is good, God gives unto his children. So he says, every good gift that you have received, all those blessings that you have received, all those blessings that you have experienced, all these good things that have come upon you, especially after receiving Christ as your personal Savior, it comes from above, cometh down from the Father of light, with whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. In other words, he is a friend that you could depend upon. He doesn't change his mind. He doesn't save us one day and then he let it, lets us go. He doesn't save us one day and then suddenly turn his back on us. No, there is no changing in God. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You may not be able to count on your family. You may not be able to count on your loved ones. You may not be able to count on your friends. But I'll tell you this, James brings out, you could count on God. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. He never changes. He never turns. There is no variableness of turning, no shadow of turning. And then he also says, of his own will begot he us through the word of truth. It was through his own will. He will for you to be saved. It wasn't that you willed it, it was God that willed it. First of all, the Father gave his Son, Jesus Christ. Jesus went to the cross of Calvary so that we could receive salvation. 
So it's all in the will of God. Of his own will begot he us with the word of truth. And it was through the word of God that we were born again. As we received the word of truth. That we should be a kind of first fruit of his creatures. What he means by the first fruit means that we are a generation of people that have been saved. We are a, a peculiar people. We are a different people than the people that are in the world. We have been saved. We have been set free. We're able to live a victorious life. We're not living in darkness anymore, but we're living a life that is an overcoming life. And it is a testimony to the world of what God is able to do. And then in verse 19, he begins with a, a new section about being a doer of the word. And this is what I want us to consider this morning. In verse 19 it says, James speaks and says, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. Now, the emphasis that James is bringing out and making in this section, the emphasis that he's making is that we should not deceive ourselves. And so many times we fall into that era of deceiving ourselves. Now we know that Satan is always trying to deceive us. He's always looking to deceive us. He's always trying to bring us into a place of confusion. See, confusion is never of God. This is why you have to be careful that you don't... I, I, I don't like to see Christians say, I'm confused. Because confusion is never of God. It is the enemy that brings confusion so that we could become confused and so our faith could begin to waver. But God is not the author of confusion. It is the enemy that brings confusion. So what he tries to do, Satan, he tries to deceive us. So we have, we have that that we have to confront, that he's always on the attack, always looking one way or another to deceive us. But the sad part about it is that many times it isn't really Satan that is deceiving us, but many times it is us. We ourselves deceive ourselves many times. And this is what uh, James is bringing out, that we deceive ourselves. We don't see ourselves for what we really are and in what state we really find ourselves. And it was Jesus that said in Matthew 7, and 23, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you, depart from me, ye worker of iniquity. In other words, in that last day, that judgment day, or the day that we become before the presence of Jesus Christ, there are some people that all along through life, they thought they were, they were, they were okay. Do you know that there are people that are not saved, that actually think they're safe? It's not that Satan is deceiving them, but they are deceiving themselves. So many people that confuse 
Christianity with religion, they, they confuse an experience with God with religion. It is not religion, my friend, that's going to take you into heaven, but it's a born experience with God. That you've been born again, that Jesus Christ is living within your heart. But there's so many people that deceive themselves and they don't see the condition that they're in. They don't see their nakedness before God. They don't see their sins that they have before God. And in that day, Jesus said, many shall say, Lord, Lord, we have prophesied in your name. We have been involved in religious activities. But Jesus is going to say, depart from me, ye worker of iniquity. I never knew you. And then also we find the very same example that is recorded in the church in Revelation. One of the churches in Revelation. We find that the indictment against them was that they were naked, wretched, blind, miserable. And yet they didn't see that. When they looked at themselves, they said, I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing. They thought they were all right. When they looked at themselves through their very own eyes, they thought everything was fine, that they were spiritually well. But when Jesus looked at them, he said, Jesus says, you are wretched, miserable, blind, and naked. They were in a terrible spiritual state. The church was in a terrible spiritual state, but they didn't see it. But God was able to see it because they were not looking through the eyes of Jesus. They were looking through their own eyes and they were deceiving themselves. So here we find that James brings out three things in, this, in these passages of scriptures. He actually brings out three responsibilities that we have toward the word of God. First of all, James brings out that the responsibility that we as Christians have is to rightly receive the Word of God. And listen to what he says in verse 17, in verse uh, 19. He says, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man